Hey, what's happening? This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this beautiful blue planet. So today, we'll be talking about the four reasons why you shouldn't skip your physical this year. And then, we'll move on to our second segment with jump rope versus running, which is a better workout. And before we get into that, if you'd like to continue the conversation, then get on over to podcast.dathfination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community, where I share more entertaining behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hacks that'll keep you feeling younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out, and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. And now, let's move into our first segment, Healthy Conversations. So with everything going on last year with COVID and social distancing, telecommuting, etc., you know, like I have to admit that I didn't make it to my physical in 2020, but I'm truly determined to make it happen this year. And even though, uh, you know, even though hospitals quickly became like COVID battlegrounds, it's no wonder that people are, you know, understandably a bit scared at the thought of visiting a doctor, any doctor, you know, their doctor or, or like a hospital or anything like that. But now more than ever, we need to make a real effort to avoid getting sick and part of the, you know, and, and, be, and essentially being part of that equation, you know of um or, or or as they say being being a statistic you know so and, and part of that equation of not getting sick is basically visiting your doctor for your annual physical so the annual physical is all about addressing health concerns and reducing health risks you know and even though you feel completely fine you know you might not think that anything's wrong you feel good you don't you don't you don't personally feel the need to go to to the doctor you know you have to realize that a visit to your doctor goes way beyond like the physical itself it's having that in-depth discussion about risk factors to your health you know those those are just as important as blood work and other preventative services in fact for a lot of people one or more years may have passed since their last physical and i guarantee that a lot 
lot has changed, you know? Like, that's a long time to wait between physicals. And, and, and not only a long time to wait, but a long time for shit to go wrong, for lack of better terms, you know? Especially in the setting of, you know, the current pandemic. And this visit, you know, to your doctor is a way to intervene um, early enough and to avoid larger health problems from get, you know, from getting any worse. So here are four reasons you shouldn't skip your physical this year. So the first reason, you know, (laughs) the first reason you shouldn't skip your physical is that physicals are even more important during the pandemic. Why? (laughs) Well, people have, uh, you know, chronic conditions like heart disease or diabetes. First of all, they're at a higher risk for severe COVID. So if you're not being screened or monitored for your chronic diseases, you're at an even even higher risk of getting sicker because you have to, you you know, you have an uncontrolled chronic disease and then you're, you're taking that risk of complicating your disease by getting COVID. And even if you don't have a chronic disease and feel, again, relatively fine, you never know what could be happening internally. Or I should say, you know, you don't know what's going on if you don't have an annual physical. For instance, fatigue is, is a very common symptom that a lot of people experience, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sleep deprived. You know, it could be signs of anemia. It could be signs of thyroid issues. But until we get it checked out and you talk to your doctor, you'll never know what's the cause of that specific symptom. So get on over to your doctor and get and start talking to them, figure out what's going on. The second reason why you shouldn't skip your physical is that, you know, a return to normalcy might be far away let's just call this one out you know if you're if you're putting off your physical until things return to normal as they say then you might be waiting longer than you think because yeah there, there are vaccines out there now but but look how long it took us to get to where we are right now you know like the reality is that it's not going to bring us back to a pre-covid way of, of life anytime soon so it's important not to delay your preventive care you know any longer than you have already you know it's important to not avoid seeking medical attention for, you know, your ongoing concerns while a vaccine is on the horizon, even though, you know, it's currently being administered and it's out to the public. And, and you know, they're, they're, I think they've hit off the um, the first responders and now they're moving into like, I don't know what they call it, like a phase two, but they're hitting all like the, the elderly people. Again, it might be a good amount of time before things truly return to that sense of normal, quote unquote, that many of of us are hoping to get to you know so so waiting for that new normal could be a lot longer than anticipated and can end up amplifying health risks that go unaddressed you know what i mean so again get on over to your doctor and have that conversation <laughs> anyway the third thing the third um reason why you shouldn't skip your physical is that doctor's offices are taking the necessary precautions like they they're they are the front lines they understand this probably better than what than we can you know they have that insight that inside information that we don't you know and even though it can be scary uh, scary thought you really shouldn't be afraid of catching covid at the doctor's office you know early on, early on in the pandemic uh you know it was a good idea to defer some care you know unless you absolutely needed it but as we dealt with the increasing cases of you know of an illness we had no idea how it acted you know or or how to handle it you know so that that was kind of understandable at first you know but 
since then, we've, we've kind of learned a tremendous amount uh, since those early days, you know what I mean? And we now have protocols in place to safely care for patients while, you know, also managing COVID in a way that prevents transmission between patients. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect. You know, nothing is really, but they're in place, you know, and they work for the most part when followed, you know what I'm saying? So for example, many precautions are taken before a patient even enters the office, you know? When you make an appointment, you're asked a series of 20 questions or so to figure out if you have, you know, any of the COVID symptoms. And then if you have any symptoms, you know, they, they automatically proceed through like a telemedicine appointment or a video, you know, a video virtual appointment, basically. And that's to keep you safe, to keep the doctor safe, and to keep everyone in the office safe, you know? They're able to do a lot of diagnosis diagnosing through telemedicine before a patient even sets foot into the office. And if a patient does like have COVID and needs to be seen by a doctor, well, guess what? They go to a room that's that's separate from the other patients. You know what I mean? And if you make if you make it through the initial screening, you're stopped again at the door. And again, you're asked another series of questions as well as getting, you know, your temperature taken. And, and let's not forget that, you know, all the doctors, everyone in the in the uh, all the all the doctors and all the supporting staff, they're all wearing their PPE, you know, and, and the rooms are being cleaned between every, you know, every visit and wiped down with bleach and everything and whatnot. And, and you know, just to make sure that the rooms are sanitized properly. So, I mean, you can see that there's there's a lot being done. So again, get on over to your doctor's office and don't skip that physical. <clears throat> the fourth reason you shouldn't skip your physical at this moment is that you can get a physical without even leaving your home. You know, although it sounds strange, I kind of remember a time way back when when doctors actually made house calls. And that's technically what I'm talking about here. Except back in the day, doctors would physically come to your house. You know, and they would check you out and give you a clean belt, a bill of health or whatnot. But these days with the internet and Zoom and other video messaging systems, it's really possible to get your physical exam through a through a video chat or a call, you know? And some insurances will even cover a virtual physical, but you know, <laughs> don't take my word for it. Definitely check in with your provider uh, before making uh, an appointment like that because uh, I'm pretty sure that many don't, you know? So just, just dot your eyes and cross your T's with that. But that that is a possibility. And most doctors can assess a patient pretty dang well just by simply looking at them. So if a patient is, you know, breathing funny, um, that then you know something is wrong. You know, you can see that on a computer screen. If the patient is in distress, you can see that on the screen, you know, like, I, I mean, obviously they, they can't hear, you know, your lungs, uh, they can't hear your heart or, you know, feel their stomach or and stuff like that, but they can actually assess the patient just by the way they're talking, by the way they look, you know, by the way they're formulating their thoughts, you know, like these are all telltale signs. These are all signs that they generally use in person to, to assess you, you know, but that all of that, those um, those type of assessments can be done over the computer, you know, over video chat, you know, so that at the end of the day, these uh, telemedicine sessions are in fact a reality. So with those four reasons in your face, don't miss your physical this year. And with that said, let's move on to our second segment, Mighty Man. So in this segment, 
we're talking about jump jumping rope versus running which one is better than the other for getting in great shape well let's just let's just get right into it because i i if you've if you've been brainwashed by decades of cardio loving experts then you might be surprised to find out that running is a huge waste of time not only that but you might even be increasing your risk of injury compared to jumping rope now of course this is true unless you're training for a specific race or a marathon of sorts. And before I get ahead of myself, let's talk about a couple of the common questions that come up in the whole jump rope versus running discussions. You know, and first and foremost, people always wonder if jumping rope is even a good cardio workout. And, and believe it or not, it absolutely is. So if you've jumped rope, for just a few minutes, you'll understand how challenging it is. Like literally just a few minutes of quality jump roping, or as my son calls it, skipping rope, just a few minutes will have you huffing and puffing because it really engages more muscles than what running does. Think about that. Your arms, your core, and your legs. And, not, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking that running works those exact same muscles, right? And, you know, I guess, I mean, the, the, the short answer is yes, but, but not in the same way as does, you know, rope jumping, you know what I mean? And now since muscle requires oxygen, I ideally to produce energy, the more muscle involved in an activity, the more oxygen you need to bring into your body. And so that's why you start breathing more and more heavily. So from a time perspective, jumping rope is much more effective, you know? It basically takes less time for your body to get to this heavy breathing stage when you're jumping rope versus running to achieve the same benefits, you know? And because jumping rope requires greater technique, it incorporates more muscles than running, which also leads to like, you know, the burning of more calories in less time. So because of all this, the total time you spend jumping rope is far less than the total time in, in a continuous running workout. This gives you a more intense workout and less stress on your body from impact. And and speaking of impact, like this, this is like this is the biggest problem with running. It's all the repetitive shock involved, the impact. You can think of this like the mileage on a car. So so here's what I mean. What what you have you ever driven a 10 or 15 year old car with low mileage on it? Let's say a 15 year old car with I don't know 15,000 miles on it. You know have you? Like, like how smooth is that ride? You know, if you've driven a car like that, you know, you understand how impressively smooth, right? Like you're thinking, wow, th this car is 15 years old, but it drives so smooth. And that's because of the low mileage. Now, have you ever driven a similar car, maybe a five-year-old car with, I don't know, two to 300,000 miles on it? <laughs> How smooth is that ride? Not as smooth as the old car with low mileage on it, right? That's how the activity of running takes a toll on your body. It's the, the whole wear and tear. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a high impact activity. Plus most runners don't even run with good form, which is one of the reasons why the yearly incidence rate for running injuries varies between 37 and 56%. In fact, about 50 to 75% of all running injuries are, are overuse injuries due to, you know, constant repetition of the same movement over and over and over again. And some of the things associated with running injuries 
You know, they include things like, uh, you know, previous injury or, uh, you know, lack of running experience, running to compete and excessive weekly running distance. You know, it's enough to say that if you're running on a regular basis and, you know, and this can be on a treadmill or outdoors, it doesn't matter really. If you're, if you're doing it consistently, you will eventually develop some kind of nagging injury. Like it's, it's going to bother you. It's going to get to you. It doesn't matter unless that is if you know how to run properly. And yes, there is a way to run properly, you know, so both in terms of form and workout protocol, because the reality is that most people have no idea. So for instance, lots of runners heel strike when running. This is not good at all. You know, (laughs) it's not good because heel striking is like slamming on the brakes each time your feet hits the ground and the resulting force, which can usually be be about three times your body weight this force is mostly transmitted right through the passive structures of your body so you know the joints and the bones in your body instead of the active muscles now a midfoot or forefoot strike which naturally happens when you run barefoot is where the body is over top the foot and basically absorbing the force through the muscles, not the joint. So this is a lot safer and more effective for energy transfer while running and also reduces the risk of injury. And now jumping rope typically prevents these impacts that you'd normally be subject to with heel strike running. You know, it it basically forces you to land on, on the toes and use the untapped power in your calves, you know? And the combined power of the quads and the hamstrings, the glutes and your core, they all work together synergistically. And, and it's almost like you have to do it right. You know, it's, it, it automatically trains you to do it right. Because if not, you're going to get nowhere fast. You know, as, as anybody that has jump rope for a while, you can, you know, they can tell you how difficult it was at first. And, um, you know, after a while, it just kind of got, it became natural, you know, and that, that's the reason why a lot of people don't even like doing the jump rope. You know, they, they find it uncomfortable. You know, they feel like it's not, you know, it's not working, but it's because they don't, it's really, it's really because they don't, either they don't know the right form or they haven't given it enough time. You know, that, that's basically it. And if you don't believe me, I'd, I'd love, I'd love you to try jumping rope by landing on your heels you know you know i I mean i'm not kidding you know that that's a terrible idea but if you were to do it i can i can guarantee it'll be the most painful jump rope session you'll ever have but that's the kind of impact your body goes through when running so you know comparing the rope to, to running much of the impact of jumping rope is taken through the leg muscles, you know, and the erect posture needed uh, and long spine needed forces your abs to hold your core nice and tight and to work in perfect coordination with the back muscles, you know, to form the same kind of internal pressure as a weight belt. So internally, your muscles are supporting you, uh, you know, your, your midsection as if, uh, as if, um, you know, as if you had one of those weight belts on, you know, think about it. All of this, it, it supports your torso and transfers energy more efficiently through your body. And the other reason why jumping rope is better than running for, you know, burning fat purposes and getting in into great shape is because it's barely possible to do with poor form, as I mentioned earlier. You know, the rope is your teacher and, and you'll continue to make mistakes, you know, tripping on the rope, having the, the rope lash your arms as your time, timing starts to get squirrely. You know, the rope will guide you until you learn how to do it properly. So in other words, if you have poor jump rope technique, you can't jump rope, period. 
you'll be forced naturally to develop the right form. And now, unfortunately, if you have poor running technique, and again, almost all people do, you can still go out and pound the pavement, which is a great little recipe for disaster. And what about interval training and leg strength? You know, is, is running or jumping rope better? Well, first off, interval training involves uh, repeated rounds of high and low intensity exercise that vary in duration. So, you know, let's just get that out of the way. And one of the challenges with running intervals is, is, is simply that you don't think about that the very premise of high interval training or hit as it's known is that changing of speed you know again think about that like quickly changing from let's say jogging to sprinting can really pose a potential injury to your hip flexors your quads your hamstrings and uh you know other muscles and too many people are not properly trained for higher intensity running. And on top of that, doing short interval sprints of like 5 to 20 seconds on the treadmill is almost impossible because of the time it takes for the treadmill just to change from a slow speed to its maximum speed. You know, with jumping rope, none of this is an issue, period. You know, you can quickly and easily change speeds by increasing the speed of the rope at the, you know, basically at the snap of a finger without worrying about getting injured or anything like that. And when it comes to strengthening your legs, especially your calves, you know, jumping rope is incredible. Think about it. You're landing on the ball of your foot each time it hits the ground. You know, each time it hits the floor, you're, you're landing properly. This is exactly how you activate and develop your calves. Think of uh, gymnasts who, who are trained from almost birth to walk, run, and, uh, you know, bounce on the balls of their feet. You know, their calves and legs have beautiful shape and strength. You know, they're, they're it's almost picture perfect. Plus, unlike running with jumping rope, you can repeatedly land on the same leg to achieve like an, you know, an isolated leg uh, strengthening workout if you like, you know. There's really endless possibilities. And so by now, there should be no surprise that jumping rope is the better all-around quote-unquote exercise option compared to running. Again, it's safer, more time efficient, it forces good posture and core activation, uh, recruits almost all of your muscles, and it leads to greater lower body strength improvements. And even if you're a runner who's training for a 5k race or a marathon, jumping rope every so often as a cross-training activity will be a huge benefit for you. So I've put together four five-minute jump rope workouts that I think will help whip you into shape. <laughs> no pun intended. And these are simply to help you get started with, you know, the whole jumping rope. You can start with these uh, exercises that I give you and then explore from there once you get comfortable with them and you move through the different uh, workouts and become more confident. So each one only takes five minutes and trust me, you'll be uber thankful that they're only five minutes by the time you're done. They're set up in interval training fashion, so combining sets of high and low intensity exercises to give you, you know, the maximum benefits in less time or the least amount of time. So what you want to do is um, for each of these workouts, start with some uh, light skipping, you know, maybe two to three minutes as you uh, warm up and once you're feeling warm, you you can jump right into any any of these workouts that I'm about to give you here. So the first workout is is more of a beginner workout, and it's pretty simple. You know, it's it's, it's um you start off with uh you know a quick five seconds 
only five seconds that's it but these five seconds are going to be at a hundred percent like your max you're going to give it your all like but just again just five seconds that'll be like your working interval then you're going to hit your uh you know you're going to hit a 25 second uh recovery interval so after your five seconds you do your five and then you do about 25 seconds at about half the uh, intensity or about 65 percent you know nice and easy just take your time do your five really hard then switch over over to 25 seconds and that's it that's 30 seconds repeat that 10 times and you got about five minutes of a great workout at the beginner level so workout number two you got it we're gonna bump it up to intermediate and um this time after you you know after you warm up you're gonna hit off uh you're gonna you're gonna hit up the the, the rope for about 10 seconds at your max you know so it's a little bit more than the last workout um we're gonna double the five seconds we're going to 10 seconds so you do your 10 seconds of max workout and then you're gonna drop it um to you know the, the nice and easy um intensity at you know 65 percent or so you gonna do that for 20 seconds that's your recovery interval so again you do your 10 at max and then 20 seconds at half to 65 percent intensity and that'll give you a total of 30 seconds again repeat that 10 times and you got a five minute intermediate workout so the third workout we're gonna go through <laughs> you probably guessed it by now it's it's a more it's an advanced workout we're basically just gonna flip the work and the recovery intervals from the advanced uh i'm sorry from the uh intermediate workout so in the intermediate we had uh, a work interval of 10 seconds and a recovery interval of 20 we're going to reverse that and, and do a work interval of 20 seconds so we're going to do 20 seconds of you know your max intensity you're going to go hard you're going to you know you're bringing it you know what i mean and then you're going to do a, a quick 10 seconds of recovery and that's where you you know nice and easy you slow down you're thinking 50 percent it's kind of it's literally what it's called it's a recovery you're trying to recover uh your breath you catch your breath you catch your uh your energy back you know what I mean but it's only 10 seconds again that's why this is the advanced you know so you do 20 at max 10 at half to about 65% nice and easy you know 10 and <laughs> 20 and 10 is 30 seconds repeat that 10 times and you got a five minute workout and and you know you probably notice how each of these workouts are 30 second blocks you know repeated 10 times the only difference was the amount of work versus uh recovery time you know so the easier workout or the beginner is a shorter hard work interval followed by a longer recovery interval whereas the you know the harder workout or the advanced had a longer work interval and a shorter recovery interval but they all add up to five minute workouts you know that's the beauty of it you can in five minutes whether you're a beginner whether you're intermediate whether you're advanced five minutes is all you need to get a nice good burn with the with the jump rope and again these are just these this is just a jumping point this is just to get you started you know once once you do these five minutes you can you can go crazy you can start experimenting you can do doubles you can do triples whatever <laughs> it's up to you it's it's your workout you know but here's a here's a helpful tip so to easily make an interval workout more challenging all you have to do is to reduce your recovery <laughs> the the interval like it's pretty much that's it you don't even need to touch the work interval trust me you, you'll feel the difference right away you know or is that the as the brits say straight away <laughs> um and the fourth you know let, let's move on to the fourth workout the the, the fourth workout is 
um, is also like an advanced um, workout, but it's it's more geared towards uh, it's more of a leg sculptor. Like it's, it hits your legs pretty good. And you start off with a with a right leg interval for ten seconds. So for ten seconds, you're hopping on your right leg at about you know half the uh, intensity or six you know half to sixty five percent. You know you don't want to go super easy. You know we're we're not. Uh, uh, you want to go hard, but you don't. You don't want to kill yourself, you know. So you do that for ten seconds, and then you get a switch to your left leg, you know. And then ten seconds hopping on your left leg again at that half to sixty-five um, percent uh, intensity. And then your recovery interval, you know, you have two recovery intervals. Well, actually, not back to back, but you have, you know, yeah, you, you do your right leg, then your left leg, then you recover twenty seconds. Um, and in during this recovery interval, what you're going to be doing is for twenty seconds you'll be hopping on both legs again at at an easy 50 to 65 percent in uh intensity and so after that 20 seconds then we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna turn it up you know we're gonna do the right leg and then recovery again so then after that 20 seconds um we're gonna start again on your right leg so for 10 seconds you'll be hopping on your right leg at max intensity so you're gonna be giving it your all you know you everything you're gonna bring it you're showing up you know 10 seconds on your right and then 10 seconds seconds on your left you know again hopping up and down bringing it bringing the fire bringing it all you know what i mean like you got like this is this is where you shine you know (laughs) once you do that 10 seconds on the right and then 10 seconds on the left then you're gonna we're gonna jump into the recovery interval and this last recovery interval um or i should say the second it's it's pretty easy 20 seconds hopping on both legs at a hundred percent again at your max so it's kind of misleading (laughs) you know it's like recovery but we're giving it all you know so maybe i'll rename that as a a double leg interval or something like that so this is 10 seconds plus on the right 10 seconds on the left and then 20 seconds on both legs and then again 10 seconds on the right 10 seconds on the left and then 20 seconds um, on both legs and the first set is 65% you know 50 uh, nice and easy 50% to 65% intensity and then followed by the uh, max intensity that's 80 seconds in total for one set do this three times and that's a total of four minutes so this is even quicker than the other exercise you know the other workouts this is only a four minute workout you know but again this is more geared towards you know sculpting your legs you know and and trust me This one definitely does that. And again, uh, this is just a jump off point. You know, this is where you start and then you can take it from there. You know, if you're feeling good, you you do an extra set, you know, whatever your little heart desires. And that's basically it right there. Easy peasy. And so let's talk about some of the common questions that come up so that, you know, you get the most out of these workouts, you know. And the first common question is, uh, you know, what size rope do I need? (laughs) You know, this is a great question. And before you begin using just any old rope, what you want to do is measure it uh, to your height. So when you stand on the middle of the rope, the handles should reach your armpits, you know, and if they don't or if it's longer, you know, or, you know, basically if they don't, then that rope is too short for you. You know, if it's longer or or if it goes beyond your armpits, then you can basically wrap 
the excess around your hands if necessary. And um, that's that's pretty much it, you know? And here's another good question. What's the best jump rope to use? So when choosing a good quality jump rope, there's no, there, I mean, there's a number of things to really consider, but there's no hard and fast rules as to what what's good or not. But, uh, you know, for, first choose a rope that has lightweight handles because otherwise your arms will burn out in seconds, you know, if you're trying to hold that up and spin the rope at the same time, your arms are going to get blasted really quick. <laughs> Trust me. The second um, is that the rope has to turn smooth and fast, you know, and have a good, comfortable grip that doesn't really slip when you sweat, you know, because that's that's a big thing, you know. You don't want you have this these weights in your hand and you're whipping it around. You don't want that to fly out your hand, you know what I mean? And so the third the third thing to consider is the quality of the rope itself, you know. So ni a nylon coating is much tougher and lasts a hell of a lot longer than vinyl coatings. And you can also use a beaded or plastic speed rope because they tend to whip around faster and it makes for a more intense workout. And the last question is the best because we talked about how jumping rope forces you to use the right form. But the question is, what is the right jump roping form? And that's simple, really. I mean, first of all, you have to gradually prepare your lower body for the impact of jumping. So start off on your on a waxed wooden floor or a rubber floor or something like that. And then you hold the rope with your hands at about hip height and your elbows slightly bent and, you know, keep your upper arms close to your sides. Um, your chest should be out and your shoulders back and down. This is uh, what's known in the fitness world as a proud chest. You know, you have your chest out, shoulders back and down, you know, comfortable. That's called proud chest. And with all of this in place, then you make your jump small and land on the balls of your feet. And that's it. Now you're all set and ready to jump rope like a pro. But obviously, just like a pro, you'll need to practice, practice, practice. Because as we all know, practice makes perfect or as perfect as perfect can be, I suppose. <laughs> But anyway, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. And if nothing else, I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be going over how to become a morning person. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with me, then get on over to podcast.dasplanation.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community where I share even more raw behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hacks that'll keep you feeling younger and younger each and every day. That's podcast.dasplanation.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.dadsplanation.com slash VIP. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out there and it's honestly honestly the one place where your vote truly matters until the next chat take care now bye